The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Dear listener, please close your eyes for this movie theater meditation brought to you by Fandango. Breathe in. Smell the fresh popcorn. Now exhale. <sighs> Open your eyes and proceed to the best seats in the house you reserved on Fandango. Recline. Now, download the free Fandango app for movie times, tickets, and seats at your favorite theaters. Fandango. It's your ticket to the movies. Well, we got Tristan on the roster, and I think uh, anybody else on earth who's not on the team right now is under consideration. <laughs> yeah, that's everybody, really. I mean, you guys that are legitimate, but, you know, we don't want to just bring in a camp leg to kind of get through camp and save somebody. Anybody we come in here has got to compete with Tristan, and we feel has to be a legitimate uh, possibility of being a starting kicker in the NFL, and that could be a lot of different guys that we're still looking at. XFL, USFL, veterans on the street. <laughs> Can't reveal our secrets. <laughs> Not that we have many right now. John Fossil, the Cowboys special teams coordinator, considering anybody on earth to be kicker along with Tristan Vizcaino. He is the only kicker currently on the Cowboys roster. He has been on eight rosters the last three seasons, including the Cowboys in the 2020 offseason. They would be open to Brett Morrow rejoining the team. You know, when I was a kid, I knew who all the kickers were, and I don't know if the kickers just didn't move teams Definitely back then. Not. Definitely not. But there's this satellite universe right. of just kicker, 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 and like, wait, that guy's on this team now? I thought he was on this team. There's only well, like wait, six who's or on this team? Staples. I thought he was on that team. Right. It's amazing. It is. It feels like there's only like five or six like staple, like, oh, wait, that guy's there for a while, and everybody else is kind of like – Who's the you know, guy right now? Is it Justin Tucker still? The guy you would want. Justin Tucker and Brandon McManus. Those seem to be the two that I, I think they've so. been with their teams the longest. You have them and you don't let them go because you can count on three points anytime you get within reasonable range. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're definitely two of the top, right? I mean, Graham Gano with the Giants is really damn good. I mean, I know we're missing some other ones. I'm sure Robbie Gold, of course, has been awesome. He's a Hall of Fame type kicker. He's, but a, free he's a free agent. agent. Why the Cowboys sign He wanted out of the. Yeah, they don't want to see that to pay when Robbie wants money I'm sure I think that's you know we saw them have a little kerfuffle in the 49ers well right thank you very much um but uh it, it's an important part we know that we've seen a lot of great teams not get to Super Bowls or lose a Super Bowl <coughs> um, uh, <coughs> um 98 Vikings <coughs> um so it's a very very important you know thing and yeah you got Scott Norwood and everything else you need that kicker well 
you take a good kicker for granted. Yeah, you do. Because they just come out and they bang it. And, look, 50 yards is no big deal anymore. When I was a kid, a 40-yard field goal was – You were like, ooh, well, they're going for 40. Point. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty long ooh, kick. Ooh, okay, yeah. all right, yep. And 50 was, like, unheard of. Yeah. Like, you must be drunk to yeah. try a 50-yarder. Yeah. That's why the record of 63 from Tom Dempsey was just, like, this mystical thing that was never going to be matched. Nobody's going to kick a 63-yarder. Why would you even try a 63-yarder? He kicked it from his own 37. It was back when the goalpost was on the goal line. <laughs> so uh, that was such uh, an aberration for years. But now, yeah, you got guys trying 60, 63. Greg Joseph kicks, kicked a 63-yarder or something close yeah. to that on Christmas Eve to beat your Giants. And, uh, you know, 50's now nothing. 55's nothing. Like, you only start getting nervous when you creep over 55. Like, I, pretty much. Nothing surprises 50, me, 55 even, and in. Don't even blink an eye. I mean, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's a total different mindset there. And I know we probably missed a few other good kickers uh, that we probably should have named in that list there. But that just tells you that it's hard to keep track of them at times. It all started in the 70s when the soccer-style kick. They don't even refer to that anymore. It's just the way guys kick. But it used to be that straight on with your toe, the Lou Groza, and the ball would spray all over the place. You couldn't control it. And the soccer-style kickers showed up, and they revolutionized the sport, and they've just gotten stronger and stronger. Yeah. And who knows? Who knows? I mean, we talk about it now. I mean, 40 years from now, will they be banging them from 70? Uh, or, or I feel like the next thing is is they're going to make the goalposts more narrow? Narrow, like they are in a lot of practice fields already anyways because yeah. teams, you know, have a narrow – make the guys, you know, shoot through a, a smaller target. I, I could see that happening too at, at some point for an adjustment if it gets out of hand. You also make it higher too. Make you it could more make narrow, it higher. Make it higher. You could. Instead you know. of 10 feet. There, there is 15. a point where you want to go like, wait, all you got to do is get the ball to the other 45 and you get three points now, right, to where you'd go, I don't know, maybe there needs to be an adjustment and we might be getting close to that territory. There's also something, too, about the optics and the aesthetics of the goalpost. Yes. And if all of a sudden it changes dramatically, yeah, right. if it would be higher and, twi- you know, there's just something about that that I think would be jarring because you have in your mind what a football field looks sure. like. And those right. goalposts, they're ubiquitous. That look, the big high bars, sometimes not high enough. I still think they should put lasers on the top because the ball goes over and you Definitely. need to see if it got in or not. Right. Or why they just don't flash it straight up so you would see. I mean, it's just, it can't be that expensive. I don't think that wouldn't be. And they still find a way to kick over the top of them. I mean, when they first introduced those super high goalposts, because yeah. I remember when I was a kid, you'd go to a, like a local college game or a high school game. There was hardly any post or any, yeah, any post above the crossbar. No, it was, a, it was just an H. Right, I mean, it was like a, a, a literally, literally an age. Now I don't even know what the hell you'd call it, but it's yeah, a big, it's a totally different U. look. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see where that goes, and it is important. And like you said, yeah, there's a good one out there, but yeah, they don't want to pay Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold's probably looking for you know towards the top of the market type of money uh, at the kicker position. And when with the margins so tight, with wins and playoffs and points and what it takes to win a game, it really is a critical aspect of your team, and you need to have a good kicker. So the Cowboys, the Eagles, Giants, Commanders, all in the NFC East. Let's take a look at the projected win totals, the over-unders for betting purposes provided by BetMGM. To no surprise, the Eagles have 10.5, Cowboys next at 9.5, Giants 8.5, Commanders 7.5. I think the Cowboys... Don't the Eagles seem low at ten and a half? Yeah. Doesn't that seem low? I mean, it does to me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a is little Is there any reason to think they're going to fall off? Not at all. I mean, the only thing you could maybe say is, like, what, their schedule is going to be different? But still, for them and their football team, their schedule is very favorable. 
to, yes. I mean, we looked at it the other day. Remember when we were going, it's one of those again where you can kind of look at it and go, I clearly could see them being 8-2, and two, right, by their week 10 bye or, you know, 7-2, and two, whatever. I don't think it's a crazy thought. It's a little harder, certainly. I guess they're playing the, you know, Super Bowl hangover type of thing, which could be a real thing here with them. And especially when you're the when you know you were the better team and you blew a a, a ten point halftime lead, that is one there. You know you do worry about it it's carrying hard to come over. back from. Yeah, right, right. I mean look at the 49ers the year after they blew exactly the ten point lead with seven minutes left. Exactly. Now, injuries were an yeah, issue. Contributed. And, and, you know we we do this every year. Yeah. We spend seven months talking about what is possibly to be. The one thing we know is injuries are going to happen. They're going to change everything. We're going to revise our analysis on the fly for so many teams based upon when injuries happen, who gets the short end of the injury stick, and that could change everything for the Eagles this year without question. But if they stay healthy, and you're right, you have to overcome that disappointment. Yeah. How do you go back to 0-0? Zero and zero? When you're going to be the team that everyone's gunning for in the NFC, it's the Eagles and the 49ers who stand out above everyone else. It's going to be a challenge. I still think 10.5 is low. I do, too. I think 10.5 is low. And, and, you know, again, I don't know. Do they go 15-2 and two or 14-3? and three? I don't know about that. But I would just be absolutely shocked if they weren't one of the top two or three teams in the NFC. Now, like, the, the, the rest of the division, I think, is some real valuable conversation. Well, what do you think about your Giants at 8.5? Well, I, the, a lot of Giants fans at that event last night – Kind of accepting or bracing for yes a, a reality check. This year. Yeah, well, I think last year like everything fell the right way for the Giants. You know, and I, I don't mean that by luck. It's just the schedule. Uh, they got hot. You know, they they played the right way. But like, did we ever look at their team and go, "Oh, wow, they're super talented across the board and they're going to be dominant"? No, we always were like, hey, Daniel Jones is playing good, and Wink Martindale's really creative on defense, and Brian Dayball's just doing all the right things on the offensive side of the ball, and they kind of just, you know, uh, kind of outlast you in the game and hang around and hang around, and you make a mistake, and they win. It's hard to do that. And then, of course, we know their schedule is is harder this year with a little bit more primetime games and a little bit more of a bullseye on their back to be, you know, I'm one that sits here and certainly goes, I'm not sure the Giants go back to the playoffs. They would be one of those teams that I would mark as were in the playoffs last year but are out this year, and the new half comes in this year. They play all the teams of the AFC East and all the teams of the NFC West. That is a sneaky component. We've talked about this to the schedule formula. Half of your games almost are based on this, where it clicks, and it clicks this year onto. AFC East, NFC West, not exactly an easy draw. Now, half of the NFC West, I think, right now is down. Yeah. The other half is up. Right. But you also throw in that one extra game, that 17th game. That's how we have a Super Bowl rematch. It lands on a little mini rotation of where you landed in your division with a team from another division, and it lands on the West this year, so the Chiefs and the Eagles play. So, And it can be that one game here and one game there that makes the difference. It could be. And, and you know, we, we, we were kind of hitting on it last night, right? Where, I mean, again, you know, I'm not – I don't look at the Giants as a juggernaut. I still look at them as a team that's, like, ascending on an upward trajectory and still, you know, fixing and getting their team exactly where they want it. But what's crazy is – the point Jason Garrett brought up last night. Are there five great teams in the NFC? And it's like, no. It's Eagles 49ers and TBD. Yeah, I, I would put the Cowboys in the at least the upper group of the conference, 
I mean, and certainly, I, I think they're clearly a three. I don't know if you want to call them great or whatever. I think there's a lot of talent on their roster. I right. could say they're good for sure. But then, yeah, after that, you started to get in conversation. You go, you know, yeah, I, how good are some of these other teams? Seattle, I think, is a team that you just brought up that's kind of on the cusp there of maybe injecting themselves into the conversation. But then after that, you get into, okay, wait, Detroit's, you know, kind of there. And, you know, we see some teams that got some potential, but I don't think we're ready to put them there yet. Yeah, I mean, the Lions are the darlings of the NFC this year, but they haven't done anything. They're carrying that extra baggage. They're going to be a measuring stick game when they've won nothing and not even been to the playoffs, haven't won a playoff game in 31 years, I would be irritated if I was a Lions fan that why are you putting all this on us? Yeah. Give us a chance to at least get to the playoffs before <laughs> right. you start targeting right. us as a as an A game where you're going to bring everything you have to try to beat us. Like It just doesn't seem right. Like We would have laughed a year ago at the prospect of the Lions being the team that opens the season against anyone. Yeah. Like, no way. No, I but know. But there is that shine. Now with that franchise, and we'll see if they can continue. It's jarring. It's jarring. Just the NFC in general, like your Vikings team, who I think we everybody expects to come back a little more to reality, right? Tampa Bay. I mean, they were in the playoffs. They were eight and nine, and they weren't even that good, really. I mean, come on, they weren't even eight and nine good. They just were lucky, and they were in the worst one of the worst divisions in football, and that helped them to be eight and nine, right? I mean, they got absolutely throttled by a five seed at home in the playoffs. It's just it's crazy when you unpack the NFC to see who and where this other team or threats are going to come you from. You know I'm always pessimistic about yeah. the Vikings, but let's look at it from a different perspective Okay, for a change. Wow. What is going on with you? What did well, you drink last night? Holy crap. They had that. Did you have one of the old-fashioned? I didn't. Old I didn't. Yeah. Man, that's all alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That yeah. is, I mean, that, and it's a lot in that drink. Like, right. man, I had one and I'm still kind of feeling it. <laughs> Maybe I had two. I can't remember. But, um, okay, the Vikings offense is going to be as good as it was last year. I would expect that. Possibly better. Maybe. Talking to Kevin O'Connell last week, 26-minute conversation. You can find it at the NFL on NBC YouTube page. Reason to think they're going to be even better with Cousins. Same guy he's, in his ear. He's buying the Kool-Aid, no. everybody. No, I'm not. I'm saying <laughs> I'm, I'm taking a break from my pessimistic nature just to say there's a case to be made that the Vikings are going to be a threat this year. Yeah. And one of the ingredients in it is everybody's like, ah, they're going to suck. Right. That, that's good. Yeah. You'd rather right. that than, oh, they're going to be so good because then you have that chip on your shoulder and you don't get complacent. The defense, it can't be any worse than no, it was it last year. It won't be And worse. I know all those guys are gone, but it doesn't matter. The defense stunk. Yeah. So it can't be any worse. Brian Flores is there. You were talking about Flores last night and how great he's going to be. And, yeah. And, you know, the perfect counter to the right. Kevin O'Connell personality. Exactly. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah. I, I, look, I know they won a lot of close, tough games last year that easily could have gone the other way, and there was a certain magic to it all. And maybe they'll win fewer games. But maybe they'll be better. They can be better. I can see that. I maybe they'll, maybe the they'll be able record, to get to the division around and get their asses kicked. Right. I can see them having a worse record, but a better team. That, yep. that, that happens every now and then. Uh, we'll see. But it's still, it's, it's crazy. Okay. Question. NFC East. Yeah. Last year, they sent three teams to the playoffs. Yeah. Is it more likely they'll send three or one this year? Hmm. I think if you made me choose that, I, I would probably be the one that would say I, I'd, I'd go with one. But I don't think three is crazy here. I mean, I don't. You know, you look at the state of the North, that's kind of up and up for grabs. The NFC South, we know, is not that great. You know, and, and the one thing with the NFC East, we know Philly, okay, 
I think Dallas is one of the three best teams in the NFC in general. And then the Giants, you know, I'm a little reluctant, but the other one is Washington, who we know has talent there. And it's just what can they be with Sam Howell? You know, they improved the O-line. They got good, really damn good receivers. They got them running back. You know, the defense we know is legit. So they'd be another team to where I don't think three in the NFC East is crazy again, but if you made me bet, I'd probably still go one. Yeah, I think it's one instead of three, and more likely it would be two, yeah, which, you know, exactly. Pete does these. So yeah. the obvious answer right. isn't the one we get to pick. <laughs> so thanks for nothing, Pete. Who's got the tougher week one draw, the Eagles at the Patriots or the Cowboys at the Giants? Mm. I, 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 would, I would say Philly at New England. Yeah. You know? They got seven months to get ready for you. Yes. Tommy's going to be there, we think, that right. night, unless he's playing for another team. Right. I, I mean, we expect him there. Billy O'Brien, the new offense, right? We know their defense is really good. I would expect that, you know, the Belichicks and Gerard Mayo got some answers for the things Philly does on that side of the ball. You know? Philly coming off, yes, it's your first game. You got to go up to New England. It's not easy playing up there. Right, New England pissed off that they didn't get to the playoffs, and they're trying to change things around. I, I would go that. I mean, neither one's easy, but I, I'll say. Philly. And they know they need to get their wins where they can. Exactly. And Bill Belichick, a little hot seat, maybe. Yeah, first time they're dealing with some yeah. of that talk for sure. Okay, of the teams in the NFC East, yeah. who is the most likely to start O and two? Eagles have Patriots, Cardinals. Cowboys have Giants, Jets. Giants have Cowboys, Cardinals. And the Commanders have Cardinals. That can't be right. That can't be right. It can't be Cardinals. Cardinals can't be playing the, the Eagles, the Giants, and the Commanders, Pete. Yeah, Pete, Pete. The, the, unless there's another Arizona team I'm not aware of. <gasps> unless Flagstaff has gotten a team. Pete, Pete I don't think. The that, Cardinals are playing three games Eagles, in two and weeks. And I should have known this. The Eagles have the Patriots and the Vikings. Yes. The Eagles have the Patriots and the Vikings on the short week. The Commanders have the Cardinals and the Broncos. Well, Pete's such a, like, first off, let's get Pete's, like, such a, I, you know, he's a millennial, I guess, but he's got more of, like, the new age. He's, like, one of these guys that's, like, He's looking up the news. He's producing the show. He's on social media, and he's putting things in the document and are uh, all at the same time. If I know Pete, right? That's what he does. He's a multitasker to the utmost. Uh, but now, getting back to the schedule question, if I had to pick one team to be zero and two there, I think I'd go with Dallas. I, I mean, it, I just don't see Philly losing. You know, two games. The Giants with Arizona on the schedule. You know, that makes me think, okay, we they can win one of the two, right? Washington, I do think, is better than Arizona or Denver. I expect them to win one or two. You know, Dallas going up to the New York Giants and then having to play the New York Jets, who we know are super talented, That's that'd be the team I'd pick. I think the fact that both the Giants and the Commanders have the Cardinals take them out of take the them equation. Take them out, right. You've got the Eagles and you got the Cowboys, and I agree with you. I think it's the Cowboys. The idea of the Eagles losing two games in five days, Sunday, Thursday, that's incomprehensible, but crazier things have happened. No doubt. And if they get knocked wobbly by the Patriots. That could be an effect. And right. you got Brian Flores, who, who's who got that Patriot DNA and sees what Bill Belichick did, sure. turn around a game plan quickly or refine the game plan they have ready to go because yeah. they know that they've got the Eagles week two, so they're going to get ready for both of their games, I think they got Tampa Bay to open and then the Eagles yeah. so they can spend a little extra time on the Eagles because 
who knows what Tampa Bay is going to be. I don't know. I don't you know. like him. You like him it's very the, much. Uh, Kurt Cousins. He's my aftermath. quarterback. It's the aftermath of the old fashions last night. <laughs> Kevin O'Connell got him bought. He's bought in over here. Guy has an interview. It's go Vikings. They're going to be better. Here we go. No, no I, 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 I would like it for my son because he gets so caught up in it. Like he was, I can't wait for this season. It's like, just, you can. Yeah. You can. All right. Because I can definitely wait for not getting the text of, I hate this, I can't do this anymore. I need a different team. Gosh. Yeah. He well, goes through that every year. Yeah. I need a different team. I, I need a different team. Right. It's like, it doesn't matter what team you follow. At some point, they're going to pull your heart out and stomp on Yeah. It. I mean, you, you're not going to win a Super Bowl every single year. Right. You have to deal with disappointment. Right. You just want Sometimes a little you have to deal with it for then. 50 years <laughs> or longer, uh, 60 years. I hope it keeps going, baby. I don't, I don't want you to win one while we're working together. I want this to come to the very end. I want us to be old men and we're still sitting here going, oh, hope I see the Vikings before the I really, I really don't want my son to have to watch the Super Bowl from the cemetery with his phone propped up on top <laughs> of my stone. They finally did it, Dad. You'd be so proud. The stone that has the never-ending loop oh, of Aaron don't Rogers, watch that crap. solar-powered, guys like Mike Florio don't waste your time reading crap like that. <laughs> he could just, I guess, wire his phone in. He could broadcast. He could mirror it. I mean, who the hell knows? By that time, you just blink your eyes and the game comes up 3D in front of you as a hologram. Maybe. But regardless, I want to be able to go to the Super Bowl after I'm dead and gone. I would like to be able to go to the Super Bowl with him. I'd like to be able to sit with him at the Super Bowl and watch them lose. Wow. That's what I really There you go. There, there's my – he's back. Damn, he's back. It took a little while. He was very positive on a Tuesday. The top 40 quarterback <laughs> countdown <laughs> begins. Kirk Cousins, not one of the early entries, I assume. You'll find out who – there it is. Here. Yo, so, peace. Peace, small we'll balls. We'll be back. <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Dear listener, please close your eyes for this movie theater meditation brought to you by Fandango. Breathe in. Smell the fresh popcorn. Now exhale. <sighs> Open your eyes and proceed to the best seats in the house you reserved on Fandango. Recline. Now, download the free Fandango app for movie times, tickets, and seats at your favorite theaters. Fandango. It's your ticket to the movies. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. Oh, quarterback list, quarterback list.
mother top 40 quarterbacks. Well done. That's a very kind of mournful, like a funeral procession. Right. You yes. know, as you're trying to, and that's just, that tells me it was just this very labor intensive and you know what's going to come no matter how you rank them. No, somebody's yeah. going to be pissed. Right. Yeah. Who can I piss off this year? Who can I not piss off this year? It's a good exercise. It is. It is one of those that's, yeah, it can be daunting because of that because you're going, oh, here we go again. Just open me up for criticism, whatever. But uh, it, it's a it's a, a thing I do kind of enjoy, you know, formulating and figuring out and, uh, you know, spent the last few weeks slowly but surely cracking away at this list and, you know, put it on the kitchen table, have a rough draft there. I walk by. I leave it there like a puzzle almost. I really do. So I can walk by and, oh, wait, I, you, know, that, you know, second thought, I don't like that guy there. Even friends or family walk by. I, I open the conversation a little bit because the conversation is what helps me flush it out a little bit. It's nitpicky. Right. It's you know, we know some of the, the top 10, top 12 quarterbacks. We know that you got to figure out the order. It, it's the middle class that's very hard, Mike. Always. It's like that 10 through 22 range. That's really tough. And I found there was more viable guys to be in the, you know, 33 to 40 range this year than most years. And I had a few more guys in that range that, that I had to crack away with and get nitpicky with. So like when your daughter's friends are there drinking your Dom Perignon, are they messing around? <laughs> they, don't get, they, don't get, uh, they don't get the look at that. I don't trust them. No, yeah. no. Daughter's friends don't. They, they might. Who knows what they'll do? They'll spill a drink on it or they'll take a picture of it and put it on social media. So, no, they don't get the liberties of seeing that. All right. So we're going to start yeah. at 40 right. and work our way up. Yep. And at number four. 40 this year, which is good news because he wasn't on the list last year. He didn't play until the last stages of the season. Desmond Ritter, the right. second-year Cincinnati quarterback now with the Falcons. He was number five in your draft rankings right. entering the 2022 draft behind Matt Corral, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, and Sam Howell. Right. Ritter comes in at number 40. What got him on the right side of the list? Is it simply that he's the starter and we got to get all the starters in the top 40 somewhere? Did that help him? Well, it, it, it definitely gives you a little boost. I thought about it. I, you know, there were some guys there. I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, man, you know, this is close here. This is a guy that's inexperienced. We don't know what to expect from. And that's where these type of players like, like a Desmond Ritter or the rookies, it's hard to gauge. It's one of the hardest things about the list, honestly. But I look at him as almost like it's a rookie, rookie plus, Right. Played the last four games of the year. You know, they managed him and, and, you know, let him get some experience. But he had the training wheels on. So he's still a guy that's learning the game, learning how to play that way. Mike, I'll say he made improvements from the things I saw in the draft process as far as mechanics and some of the issues I had with him throwing the football. He definitely got better as far as tightening his motion up, making it a little quicker. Uh, he got better with, you know, a little bit of shoulder turn that we talk about, which was a real issue for him uh, coming out of college and led to a lot of errant throws. And then he even improved his arm speed. Now, that was the one thing when I went back and watched film after I, you know, kind of get towards the end of making my list, I start, you know, I want to watch guys so I can write down a few notes, things that pop to me. And it's nitpicky and some of these guys. So I got to go back and watch to, to figure out who I like better. Uh, that, that did pop What do you want to see from him? I got to see, you know, the the pocket presence still something to work on. The throwing has to become more high level and consistent. 
right? And you could tell with the way they played last year. They still don't trust him all the way, throwing the ball and decisions. I mean, they, like I said, it was run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, bootleg like this, run the ball, run the ball, another bootleg, right? His throwing, like I said, is improved, but it's not a high-level arm. And throws like you see right there, when he wants to put gas on the ball, he can lose control of the ball. When he wants to really start to go, let me, this is a tight window, I got to fit it in there, right, Mike? Uh, so there's that. And then there's, hey, even completions where you go, oh, man, you just throw that ball somewhat good. He's going to run for 20 yards, but the guy has to stop. So he is to be refined in that area, and that's why he's at number 40. There's some things I like, uh, but he's got some things to work on too. Who did he just beat out? Are we allowed to talk about the guys not on the list? Not yet. Oh. Not yet. We don't, I know. I know. There's, there's, and we'll get, maybe it was to get a little farther down. Just uh, I don't want to give up some of the guys that you know are these fringe guys. He just here. beat out Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not exactly. Um, but I will say I give a little bit of credit or respect if a team, one of the 32, was named. Naming him a starter, all right? Yeah, I, well, they see something to make him a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I think they're interesting, too. And not that I think this guy can be a superstar. Uh, I don't see that. But I think Atlanta's a team that's kind of going, hey, we want a guy that fits our culture, you know, can run the offense. And I think they're realizing it's not easy to get a Matt Allen or Mahomes, and they're going to build the team and have a guy they trust in to lead their team and do what they say, you know, and I look at it almost like a, a poor man's Ryan Tannehill and what he did for you know Tennessee and Arthur Smith. The read we've had on him from day one has been they love his intangibles. Exactly. And they're going to do their best to improve his tangibles. Exactly. That that's and his in, his intangibles jump jump out to you. When I met him, Pete would tell you this. Matt Casey, producer. When I got on my pod and I had to talk about the quarterback, I was like, Desmond Ritter has your starting quarterback charisma and command like you know you meet some of these guys you just go man he's he's got it he knows how to talk to people he knows how to take a joke some criticism you know talk and, and does everything the right way and i i think you're exactly right there so they're believing in that and then they believe they could fix some of the issues with his physical play and we'll, we'll see where it goes um but yeah excited to see what he does with this opportunity it is confidential and proprietary as to who desmond ritter beat out but we know who beat out desmond ritter. yeah that's the next one on our list the right. guy who looks a little like or a lot like john belushi <laughs> sam does. howell the guy that the commanders are all in on a year after they turned every stone looking for every possible starting exactly. quarterback they decided we're gonna go with the young guy the cheap guy and see what he has and they would point out that if he would have come out in the draft a year earlier than he did, he may have been a first-round pick, not a fifth-round pick. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, and again, I also – this is the fascinating thing about our 2023 season. We got two guys here who, yeah, I mean, like undoubtedly just got, hey, here's the keys to the organization, and you really haven't proven yourself, but we're going to back you and do that. That's unusual. It really is. Sam Howell's made one start in the NFL, and he was given the keys to go, hey, nope, you're the starter. We're going with it. I give Washington a lot of credit, right? He did great in his one opportunity. Um, he's a good little athlete. You know, why he beats Desmond Ritter? He's got better feel in the pocket. He's a better overall thrower of the football. He just has better feel as to where to move in the pocket and how to deliver the ball for the most part. And he's fearless in the pocket as far as hanging in there. But, yeah, I think his ability to control the ball and make a few little off 
platform throws or slide up in the pocket to find a guy over the middle and a little window. He's just got a little better feel in that department compared to uh, uh, Desmond Ritter. And that's why I, I gave him the edge there. Um, but either way, these are two guys that, like I said, are rookie plus, and I'm excited to see what they do. And I got to think, you know, Brock Purdy and other instances like this, that are, are giving Jalen Hurts, whatever, are giving teams confidence to go, you know what, let's build a team, and we think we can make it work with these type of quarterbacks. And look, they have Eric Bannemi running the offense in Washington. They love what he's brought to the table and he can make Sam Howell better than Sam Howell otherwise would have been. Well, definitely. And, you know, that's where my list – listen, I'm doing about my list about, you know, where they are going here into the 2023 season. I'm no more – there's been years where I've tried to project a little bit, and I'm not not doing that. It's just too hard, right? Sam Howell is certainly one of those guys I look at at number 39 to go. His stats and their win-loss record could make 39 – you know, look silly after the year. He's got that potential here. Even Desmond Ritter, because I think the Falcons are a team that could surprise some people. But, you know, with Biennemi, Jahan Dotson, you know, like we said, Curtis Samuel, uh, Terry McLaurin, the running backs, the, the tight end play, I mean, they have a chance to be an exciting offense and catch some people off guard, and he can put up some numbers. Who's set up more for success this year? Ritter at 40 or Howell at 39? I think Howell is from our, like, you know, sexiness, yards, TDs, all of that. Ritter, I, I really feel like they're going to play they're gonna play Tennessee Titans 2019 football. You know, run B. John Robinson. Run B. John Robinson. You know, bootleg Desmond Ritter. You know, read option Desmond Ritter, B. B. John Robinson, right? Play action pass. Back to Bijan. Bijan. Algier. I think they're going to be that kind of football Drake team. Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Exactly. Play at, right. So I think they're going to come at you that way. They're going to be more, we're going to play defense. We're going to run the ball, control the clock, and Desmond Ritter's going to be efficient, and they're going to kind of manage him. And I think that's kind of what uh, at least I expect from the Falcons. And, you know, to continue a theme that we addressed yesterday, we focused on it as it relates to the NFC South where – the Saints have two Sunday, Thursday. Right. Rounds. The right. Commanders have two right. as well. The Falcons don't even have one. And again, you're talking about tight margins, a little bit here, a no little doubt. bit there, a bounce of the ball here. Uh, just that little hey, extra bit you um, get of game planning uh-huh. there from having three more days instead of only four to turn it around. All it takes is one win to be the difference between in and out. And I think the Falcons are a team that we need to watch. They've been 7-10 each of the last two years. Agreed. I think they're a team we need to watch to steal a playoff berth, whether it's win the division or get a wild card berth. I'm, I, if I had, you know, if I was a guy that was into betting or anything, like like last year where I felt like Jaguars would be the team to play like the long shot, could maybe get in the play, Atlanta would be the team I'd throw money on this year to go, you know, ooh, those are great odds. Like you said, there's some things to believe in. I think they're a very good coaching staff. They are, to me, one of the teams that won the offseason between free agency and the draft. I thought they did a really, really good job. And, yeah, I'd be kind of shocked if they're not more of a player than they've been the last two years. Coming up, we'll draft the best non-quarterbacks in the Falcons division. But before that, there's been a development in the claim that was made by former Cardinals executive Terry McDonough against the team, plus a potential lawsuit coming out of that mess. We'll discuss that next here on PFT Live. There's Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell. He has been on the wrong side of, first, an arbitration claim made by former Cardinals executive 
Terry McDonough. Now that has been amended, and the amendment to the arbitration claim targets the response the Cardinals had to the original lawsuit. And remember, we talked about that. Yeah. It was shameful. Yeah. The way they went after Terry McDonough personally, it was unbecoming of the Cardinals. It was unbecoming of the National Football League. And good for Terry McDonough to do something about it and not take it. He could have filed a separate lawsuit because this would be beyond the scope of whatever he would have to submit to arbitration because it doesn't work for them anymore. He's not required to take these things to arbitration. Right. He decided to amend his arbitration claim with that, and specifically he's alleging defamation of character and invasion of privacy and all this stuff they dumped out in this lengthy That's street, a jump out this to manifesto. Me. It right. was awful. Right. He's also contemplating suing the outside PR firm that actually posted the statement. A guy named Jim McCarthy is the outside PR executive. Him and his firm may get a separate lawsuit Mm. for this. It just makes no sense. It It was gratuitous. It was pointless. Well, the point was... This is what happens. It's F around and find out. Yeah. That was the point. If you're going to come after us, we're going to come after you, and we're going to make it difficult. We're going to make it awkward. We're going to make it uncomfortable, and you're going to regret the day that you stood up and exercised your legal rights against us. Yeah. And it's a bunch of crap, and and uh, I'm glad he's doing something about it. He does, he does need to do something about it, and I think that at the end of the day, why the decision was made to just make it part of his existing arbitration claim this is the kind of thing that may color the arbitrator against the Cardinals. Right. If these are part of the facts or in evidence, right. like, you know, what's wrong with these people? Yeah. Like, why did they do this yeah. to this guy? Right. That could influence the arbitrator to find in favor of Michael Bidwell, I, or not Michael Bidwell, in favor of Terry McDonough. I still wouldn't bet on it because the whole thing is rigged in the NFL's favor. They assign the guy to do it, the guy who did it. His firm has done work for the NFL in the past, right. therefore would want to do work for the NFL in the future. He's a former uh, in-house counsel with the NBA. He's going to come to the table with a mindset of helping that is with the perspective the of the organization, league. Right. It's going to be hard to overcome that. Right. And I don't think this amendment is going to be enough. This invasion of privacy and defamation is going to be enough to get him to change his baked-in mindset. Right, right. I, I mean, um, one, it's it's you, like you said, it was unnecessary, and it was a low blow like we talked about at the time. And it felt like the Cardinals were super defensive about it because they were being piled on with a lot of subjects being the worst facility and paying for lunch and talk about Jonathan Gannon and, you know, all of that type of stuff was was being talked about and making the Cardinals look, you know, um, a little bit lesser than they'd probably like to look. And then this got thrown on top of it, and it seemed like, yeah, they decided to go score jerk, and they got personal on somebody who was really just, you know, I don't know, kind of explaining some of the faults of the organization that everybody kind of knew, and they just – Went hard at him. The big question factually is whether and to what extent burner phones were distributed yeah. by ownership right. for communication with Steve Kime when he was serving a five-week suspension after an extreme DUI guilty plea in 2018. They acknowledge it happened. They're going to blame it on somebody else. And unfortunately, because it's all happening behind closed doors as part of the secret rig kangaroo court, which it is, we're not going to be privy to a lot of it. And that's the other thing I noticed, too. In the article from ESPN.com about this amendment, the Cardinals said we have no comment because there's a confidentiality order. See, the arbitrators clamped down on everyone. There was some stuff out there. The arbitrator said, no, nobody's going to talk about anything. If it was an open court, we'd at least have access to something. We're not going to have access to 
Very much. By the way, I had a thought as you were talking about all the stuff with the Cardinals. You right. know, the NFLPA yeah. survey yeah. that had them as an F minus, right. charging their players for food. And it occurred to me, I wish the Chargers and the Cardinals played this year because that would have been great. Can on you the schedule imagine yeah. what the Chargers would have done <laughs> yeah. in their schedule release right. anime to the Cardinals? There may right. have been thirty seconds on the Cardinals. They, they could have done it. They weight room skit, uh, a mess hall skit. They could have done it all. They could have taken a shot at Kyler Murray in <laughs> yes, some way. Right, they would right. have found. There would have been all sorts of the stuff. The illegal that they contact with Monty Austin for it and Jonathan yeah. Gannon. All sorts of stuff uh, that they could have done. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. When we return. Some big news as it relates to Peacock. And if you're watching on Peacock, you got no problems. You're already covered. You need to spread the word to friends and family I can't who don't have this. Peacock because they're going to need it come January. We'll discuss that next year on PFT Live. We're going big time at the Peacock. There is the announcement that came late yesterday afternoon. As we were in a meeting at NBC, we found out. I didn't know. In we the found meeting. out. You were paying attention to your phone. I was listening to the people in the meeting. Some so. of us already knew about it. <laughs> we found out. <laughs> okay. They only wake you up for the unimportant meetings. We found out that Peacock will present a Saturday night NFL wildcard game January 13, 2024. NBC has a late afternoon game on NBC. That spills over into a Peacock-only game wow. on Saturday night. And NBC has a game the next day. First time ever the same network or family of networks has three games Damn. on a playoff so we got, weekend. We got a busy weekend. What did we pay? We'll $1 billion dollars for that streaming game? Not quite game? that. Oh, quite okay. That. Uh, okay. The Wall Street Journal reports it was $110 million for one game. Damn. Now I know why they squeezed me at the last contract. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I got an email today, too, from Tim. Right. Just curious if you're going to at least mention that the Peacock-NBC collaboration is going to have a playoff game on pay-per-view only you talked about this a month or two ago and now you have it just curious if you will talk about your station screwing over fans <laughs> by making them have to buy a subscription to peacock to watch a game yes tim we're talking about it and let me this say is this. where i lay out let, and let Mike go look because here's what's going to happen right because i'm going to get all the emails you thanks are. a lot nbc because i make myself available they're all complaining to me already about it but that's fine because you know what my <laughs> response is you know what my response is you're going to huff and you're going to puff, and then you're going to sign up for Peacock. You know why you're going to sign up for Peacock? It's $4.99 a month or $49.99 for the whole year. And there's a ton of great content on there. Dare I say a shitload of great content on Peacock. We're on Peacock. Okay. Enough We're, said. Enough said. <laughs> but there's a lot of great stuff there. And here's the other argument I've gotten. Well, I've just got too many of these streaming services. You haven't signed up for them for life. They're very easy to manage your subscriptions. Have you ever tried it? You can dump Netflix like that. You can dump Hulu like that. It takes seconds to end your subscription. You can dump Peacock quickly, too, if you want to. It's not that difficult. So if you're looking at your budget, and I know times are tough for plenty of people, but it's $4.99 a month, and you only have to do it for the month of January. Now, you would be wise to do it in December because you know what? There's a Peacock exclusive game on yeah. the evening of December the 23rd. Right. It's the Chargers and yeah. Titans, I think. Uh, yeah, right. I think. I can't remember. But check the schedule. You'll see it's there. And it's going to be kind of a test run because we have a game in the afternoon, NBC, game in the evening, Peacock. Not an accident. It's an opportunity to try this out one time. So look, folks, we love you. And if you're watching this, you already have it. If you're listening on Sirius XM 85, if you're watching a clip on 
the website. If you're listening to the podcast, you may not have Peacock. It's four ninety nine a month. I, I Amazon. Charges. It is. It's Bills Chargers. Oh, it's even better than yeah. Titans Chargers. Better. Sorry, Titans. Bills Chargers. Sign up for Peacock now. So, um, Amazon Prime's fourteen ninety nine a month. Right. We're four ninety nine a month. Right. That's ten bucks, and nothing against Amazon. And you already need Amazon if you want to watch the Thursday night games. Yeah. That's all year long. This is one game in January. Try Peacock for four ninety nine. There's probably a free trial you can do. They probably don't want me to say this. I've probably said a few things they don't want me to say, but. You could probably do a free trial and then cancel it after the game if you're that desperate. I but, guess. I don't so, know. I mean, you're throwing out stuff I don't know now. I think you can do like free trial and then, yeah. and then if you choose to right. do it because right. a certain percentage you're going to forget. You know how that goes. Yes. Hey, right. signed up for the I've free done trial. That before. Oh, I've, I'm in the right. middle of one now that I right. have to remember. It's like whirring around. Like, I got to remember to cancel my, my free trial and then I'm going to forget and not for Peacock. Uh, so that was a great – I mean, I think we should start the show with that right there, just your whole rant there. That was but, good. But Tomorrow, I, but, that's how we do uh, it. But I'm going to hear – I'll. I'm going to hear it, and I'm already hearing it. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. You know you are going to do it. If you love football, you're going to do it. It's four ninety nine a month. And do what I did. You know, no offense to DirecTV, but I was paying a ton of money right. for DirecTV. Yeah. And once I sat down and said, what am I paying for? What am I getting? It's like, wait a minute. What else can I get? So I get all my usual channels that I had with DirecTV on YouTube TV for a fraction of the price, and then I just have all the streamers. And, you know, every once in a while I say, do I really watch Paramount? And then something comes along that's like, okay, well, I'll okay, keep right. Do right. I really watch Disney Plus? Disney yeah. Plus has lost a lot of subscribers. What's really on there? Right. What's really there? Right. I don't know. Is it worth it? So folks are allowed to make these decisions. You can leave one. You can pick another one up. Peacock, as Rick Cordella pointed out, and Rick Cordella is the one you can you can blame for getting me involved in NBC in the first place. Anyway, <laughs> he, he pointed out that Peacock has more live sports than any other <laughs> streaming platform. More live sports. Premier League, this, these NFL games, there's a bunch of stuff. There's baseball on there now. There's so much stuff. <laughs> I was waiting so, for you to rattle them off there. I don't know. The there's Premier other League. There's uh... football and other sports. <laughs> Whatever sports they are, we do. there's more live sports on Peacock than any other stream. But it's four ninety nine. People, I understand. Go ahead, complain. You're going to huff and you're going to puff. And at the end of the day, you're going to blow your I, wallet open and you're yeah. going to pay four ninety nine. Instead month. of buying Father of Mine for four ninety nine, oh, buy shit. Peacock. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Everything I just said. Forget about Peacock. <laughs> Bye, Father. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Peacock and Peacock's awesome. Please tell me to get a break. I'm kidding. Seriously, you love watching the NFL. It's $4.99 a month. If you haven't tried it yet, do a free trial now. Try it out. And again, if you're watching us, you already have it. So thank you. We love you. If you have Peacock, we love you even more if you go get Peacock today. But we still love the ones who already have Peacock. Let's take a break. We're going to draft the best non-quarterbacks in the NFC South right after this. Good Lord, it gets progressively colder in this studio as the show goes on. We're down to the last 11 minutes. I think they want to make sure we get the hell out of here at 9. I think I, that's no, the way. I, well, it's 52 degrees in here right well, now. Well, what did you do? I didn't do anything. You didn't jack it down? You I did not jack it down. I did not touch the thermostat. Right. I didn't touch it. It well, is freezing in here. Well, wear a damn real shirt and you'd be better. <laughs> Instead of your damn golf your golf shirt. Yeah, yeah. Jill, buy him a shirt with sleeves. That's got some cloth to it. Okay? Best non-quarterbacks <laughs> in the NFC South go. Okay. Jeez, I don't even know where I'm going to go here. Okay, I'm uh, I'm going to go with the pass rusher right off the bat. I'm going to go with the guy that I look at to be 
the best pass rusher in the division right now, and Brian Burns, yep. Carolina Panthers. Choose him. Uh, really, I mean, phenomenal athlete, undersized as far as, you know, not 270 pounds. He's a guy that's 245, 250 and long, plays the run really well, but really one of the better pass rushers in football that I don't think anybody knows about because Carolina's not a big-time team yet. This is kind of like I know. NFC it's North. a little bit. Like, where are they all? Yeah. I guess I'll go Mike Evans. You know, he's still got gas in the tank. He's he been a great player every year. He's reliable. I don't know who's going to be throwing him the football. That may be an issue for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But out of respect for everything he's done and what I think he still will do, Mike Evans. That's where this – it's funny. There's like um, – as I was thinking about this division, there's like a group of old-timers in the division where you're like, man, these are legends and they had unreal careers, but are they still the best, right? Like Cameron Jordan and those kind of guys, right? And then you have some young guys, I feel like, in this division that are just unknown because nobody's really on the spotlight any, in the air except for Tampa the last few years. Like this guy right here. I'm going to go with Chris Lidstrom, the guard, Atlanta Falcons. He's the best guard in football right now. For my money, if you made me go, hey, you can have one guard in football, I'm taking him. He's Zach Martin four years ago, five years ago. He's a road grader. He's a killer in the run game. I mean, there's really nothing he can't do as far as the offensive line is concerned. And, of course, they paid him big money because of that. And they're a running football team, and they're going to play, you know, smash-mouth football behind Lindstrom. You know, this is another one that um, – is it – Is it past the past, prime? Right, right, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, And I know. also, with the right. Saints running back, we've got this issue with the the – Battery charges in Las Vegas. Right. Is that going to knock him out at some point? Where's that all going to go? Are they ready to move on? I feel like at the trade deadline, he was kind of making some noise and maybe wanted out, and maybe he won't be there for long this year. Who knows? Right. Who knows? Right. But based upon what we know he's done, what he's still capable of doing, and the other options, yeah. I got to go with Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I mean, it's it, that's where it is. It is a weird. I like how you know. It's actually cool that you kind of go do the old proven commodities, and maybe I'll do the guys that like, you know, people don't know about as much or hear about as much, right? Uh, the other guy where where I'm going to go with the guy that I just I know is the man right now, and I'm going to go with Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs. He's he's even though know, we don't know which hand he's going to be wiping. Well, with. we don't know what he's going to go to left tackle, but I'm going to play the angle first off at right tackle. He was he's already one of the best in the league there, and now you move him to left. I don't think it's going to be a huge adjustment. Tristan Wirfs has been phenomenal as an NFL pro from day one. I mean, he surpassed my expectations for sure, but strong in the run game and really those big, thick legs and his ability to hold his ground against power rushers in the pass game and all that is is quite phenomenal. I'll go Bijan Robinson. Oh, I, I, I mean, if he's the on my Falcons list. like right. him enough to make him the seventh overall I pick in the draft, right? And he was regarded as one of the top three players, regardless of position. And they're going to use him at receiver. They're going to use him at running back. They're going to have a plan for him. I, I think he's going to come in and have an impact, just like an Adrian Peterson did 16 years ago when he was the seventh overall pick of the Vikings. I, I believe he was the seventh overall. Yeah, pick. yeah. I don't so. think that's crazy. He was on my list. Bijan Robinson, running back is one of those positions where the freaky ones that you can come in and you by week six we could go, oh, that's the best running back in football. He's he's that good, right? Like we saw Kenneth Walker of the Seahawks last year when he got going healthy early there early on in the year, we went, oh whoa, yeah, he's already one of the five or six best most dangerous running backs in the game. So I, I don't think you're crazy with that at all, and I think he's going to be a focal point of that football team. But yeah, interesting division with 
this name and this, this names and the, the the turnover and some of the young guys. All right. Pete was saying do another round. We'll go to break. Okay. Uh, let's go to break. We'll wrap up this Tuesday edition of PFT Live right after this. All right, uh, we're not going to do another round of the best quarterbacks in the NFC South, but some of the names that we didn't get to, you expressed some regret. Right. And, and Pete, i got to call out Pete. He puts all these names here. It's like a phone book of the NFC South, and he didn't have A.J. Terrell. I know. And then when he put How him in, he, he kind of snuck him in the middle. He didn't How put him at the very end so it wouldn't be so obvious right. that he had forgotten right. it. Right. But I, I think those are the guys that we're kind of talking about. This Like A.J. Terrell, you know, in my studies – or you talk to teams that have played the Falcons when he's healthy, and he's a shutdown corner. But, again, they're not on a national, enough national games and things like that for people to know his name. He's, he's awesome. But we, didn't leave, we left Vita Vea off the list. He probably should be in there. Now that you know how to pronounce his name, we should have him in every list that we do. <laughs> I know. Remember, nobody, we went through that for a yeah. while. Oh, I was the worst. I, I, couldn't, I was always getting him mixed around. Derek Brown. You know, defensive tackle for the Carolina Panthers. What about Cam Jordan? You mentioned him earlier. I know. Cam Jordan, like, I mean, he's on the – I don't know. If, if we had another round, I don't think he would have been my pick. You know, I think maybe we get to a little later round. Certainly still a really damn good player. Uh, and, and for this conference, still one of the best defense ends that go around because there's not a lot of great pass rushers in this conference. We had Chris Olave. Olave. The first-round pick of the Saints last year, who from time to time was making some noise. He, I mean, obviously was, not rookie sure. of the year yet, went to Garrett Wilson, but there was some thought that maybe he could come on and right. get some votes. He, got a thousand, he had 1,000 yards. Yeah. I mean, he had a good year, right? I mean, he really is. He, he's got some legit game-breaking speed. Chris Godwin is that kind of guy, I think, if he's healthy, right? We, Kyle Pitts, we're all waiting. We know the talent's there, but it's just the team and his opportunities haven't come quite yet. And look, I mean – are they going to come with Bijan Robinson there I, and all I these other know. great players? There's only one football. I hear you. I know. And, and so it may be that none of them have tremendous numbers, or maybe just one guy, and the rest of them are just kind of waiting for their opportunity. I, I don't. Terry Fontenot, the GM of the Falcons, told me that a couple weeks ago. They yeah. just expect these guys to have the character that whenever the, their number comes up, they'll do it. And if it doesn't, they'll keep their mouth shut. Yeah. Well, I hopefully that's this seems to be the guys Arthur Smith believes in. We're going to keep our mouths shut until 7 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. I'm out of here. Send all emails to Wednesday. him. Bye. That's right. Bye, See Peacock. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.